Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report. What? What? I don't know. Hearing something weird there. No, you had a startled look on your face. I know. It was like I was hearing some kind of weird feedback or something. No. I didn't hear it. Let me start over with that. Uh, <laughs> welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammerdown Racing Report studio. It's Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, December 15th. Show number 260, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, on the show tonight, we'll be uh, speaking with uh, 2022 Fremont Speedway champions Craig Mintz and Jamie Miller. They were both going to join us here at the beginning of the show, right. but uh, Craig had a family deal come up, so he's going to be uh, joining us a little bit later on. All right. What about the 305 Sprint champion? Where's he? That'd be. Didn't we discuss this last week? That'd be Paul Weaver. Yeah. yeah. That'd be Paul, and Paul doesn't like to do interviews, so we formally invited him, and he politely declined by not Again. responding. So, Again. yeah. <laughs> Reached out to Andrea for some help, and... Like, no, nope, nope. you're on your own there. So, uh, Also, we'll be talking about the Eldora Million. Uh, it's back, but it's different this year. It is. And uh, a lot of, uh, we got a Hammer Down Hotline to cover. We'll give away some uh, Big D's Pizza. You got some news on uh, some possible sprint car tire Yeah, things. and uh, we'll, we'll talk to Craig Mintz about that. Uh, hopefully, he's got a little more information. But uh, it seems as though Hoosier is... Trying to uh, speed up their production processes. Well, that's good. Ho- hoping to uh, avoid the, the, the pitfalls of, of this last summer. Well, we've been uh, looking for feedback on uh, parts of the show, trying to make the show better for next year. We haven't, we've implemented f- a few little things, but we're going to do a big implementation of all these things next year. Uh, our next first year's show. not that far I away. Know. Well, yeah, we only have one more show left this year before yeah. we are to next year because we're going to take that week off between Christmas and New Year's. Because we're both getting race cars ready? That, and also I'm going to be doing some revamping of uh, some yeah, show absolutely. material stuff. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a busy week that uh, we'll be off. Uh, but if you'd like to leave us some uh, feedback here before we shut that form down, go to hammerdownracingreport.com slash feedback, or you can just go to hammerdownracingreport.com, and uh, it's under the Contact Us tab if you click on Contact yeah. A little thing that says feedback. A little form. It's anonymous. You can uh, tell us we suck, and uh, we won't know who you are. Or you can tell us we, that Ron's great, and uh, we won't know who you are and, unless you tell us. So. And, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, you, They could tell you that Scott's cute. and they. I get that a lot, really. Yeah. Um, okay. Also working on some uh, studio upgrades. We've got most of them done. Uh, again, uh, thanks to our studio cam here from... Uh, John Young. Uh, Hi there, Studio Cam. And uh, we have some other sponsorships coming up as uh, well that we'll be adding to the show. Studio sponsorships, Dave Kemmer, First Responders, also uh, helping out with some equipment here. Um, there's just a couple things left, just the chairs, I think. If you go to hammerdownracingreport.com, click on our Amazon wish list. If you, you want to do sponsorship that way, you're more than welcome to. Just click on that, and you can get them sent right here. Are, are we hoping to get, like, office chairs or... The, the the taller stool type chairs. What are you thinking? Just just office chairs. Okay. Just simple office chairs that have wheels and legs that aren't falling apart. So when we get some people in the studio, they're not sitting on a chair. Not with, risking life and yeah, limb. Yeah. 
They may they're going to be better than whatever they are. They'll be better than what we had in the uh, iHeart Studios. Those chairs were dangerous. Yeah, they were. I fixed a couple of them. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I forgot about that. You should have a Ron Miller race car sticker on those. You would think. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought there. Oh, so Sorry. we'll keep that up uh, for a little bit uh, longer. Um, and again, overhead uh, studio shot there. So I, I don't know Ooh. where I went. Apparently, I disappeared. Oh, oh no! There I am. I was, there I was we go. Afraid I was going to have to do the show alone. Yeah. Still working on the uh, figuring out the switching here. Uh, before we get to uh, Jamie, st- uh, or as we wait uh, for Jamie, Jamie should be joining us here anytime now. Um, I'm going to mention Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race. Check out oakshaderaceway.com. Follow them on Twitter. Um, eventually, there will be a schedule. It's going to be, uh, if uh, history tells us anything, it'll probably be... Um, First of April. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but uh, it, it might be the end of February if we're lucky. Now, or March. to be honest, the end... end Sometime in February would be really cool. I remember back in the day when we didn't have the internet and we would call out there and ask when they were going to open. And John Green says, well, when I get the corn in. There was a time before the internet? Oh, yeah. Wow. How did you know it was coming up? You'd have to, like, have paper schedules. You'd have to call that same phone number that, Works for the racetrack now. Wow. Very nice. Well, anyways, I believe yeah. uh, not much is going to be changing for, for next year for Oak no, I'm, as far I'm as schedule. Almost, we got the birthday almost race certain back and, that they'll be back yeah. opening. We the may last... see a couple of surprises on the schedule. I don't know. Yeah. I know there were some uh, groups trying to get in contact with, right, with right. The, the track about trying to get on the schedule for this year, which would be pretty cool. Hopefully yeah. they can make that happen. Uh, also got to mention Dominator Race Products. Check out the newly updated 2023 Outlaw Super Late Model Nose Kits for asphalt racers. Dominator It's also the name for hood scoops, fan shrouds, nose and tailpieces, pillar and sail panels, roofs, wheel covers, and much more. DominatorRaceProducts.com or give them a call, 419-923-6970. You can also get them from uh, reputable dealers across the USA. I haven't heard from Harold Fair. We... Uh... I, I sold them one of the new noses uh, for their pavement late model, and uh, they, they liked it. So uh, I, I want to see how it went. Okay. Ooh. I did not know that. Yeah. Good people, and they go fast. I also got to mention Big, Big D's Pizza and Clyde. Give them a call right now, 419-547-1444. Uh, I was looking. Uh, they got a double-decker Big Nut Burger thing. Oh yeah, nine ninety nine. Huge burger comes with fries and a drink. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Do you remember the Moron Burger? Are you Holland House? I have no idea what you're talking. Oh about. my goodness, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah it was. All right. it, it was a big deal. Uh, anywho, uh, give them a call right now. You could probably uh, get some pizza or whatever uh, anytime. Well, before we're done here. Uh, don't miss the holiday customer appreciation deal. It's going on Tuesdays through Sundays. That's the 10 chicken wings, uh, your choice of sauce, large three-topping pizza, two-liter Pepsi, all for $19.99. That's uh, pickup only. And uh, they also have gift cards, too. So still time if you're looking for some stocking stuffers or anything before the uh, before you run out of time for getting all your Christmas gifts, uh, that might be an idea. 
I would like it. That'd be a good gift for me. Used to eat those. Uh, I think John went there uh, Monday. Big Rolling. D's and Clyde, big on taste, not on price. Also, I uh, have to mention freeze frame photos, Ryan Miller Race Cars, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. John, are you talking about Moron Burgers? are you talking what are these moron burgers they were as big as anything you could imagine they had moron burgers moron shakes moron sundays i'm reaching out to jamie here he's supposed to be with us i'm not I sure see. we may have to call him but we do have a lot of uh, racing news kill, we can get kill to my here. mic you calling him? Yes. Okay. Well, while he's calling him, uh, mentioned that our racing roundup this week, uh, we don't have anything uh, as far as any racing action. Not much going on. He's not going to answer you. Oh, you went to voicemail. I can turn your mic back on now. Yes, you can. All right. Well, I was going to call him from my phone, but uh, apparently if you're not reaching him, then that's not going to work. I'm not sure what happened to Jamie. I know that uh, Craig had some uh, family issues, so. Um, Let's get on with the news. We'll get on with the news here. Where'd that go? I was looking up his number two. Which is right there. Is that what number you have? Well, he's looking that up. Uh, IndyCar has announced they're going to have a six-part docu-series, 100 Days to Indy, that's going to air on the CW this spring, uh, along with Vice TV rebroadcast. The show will tell the story of teams and drivers as they prepare for May's Indianapolis 500. That's it. Okay. Did you hear about that, though? I don't think so. The Indianapolis deal? Explain it. I just did. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. It's going to be on the CW, which is uh, kind of weird because I heard they were cutting back on the spending, and this will probably be a, a cheap programming for them, documentaries. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, kind of cool that uh, something like that is uh, – there's been a lot of – uh, documentaries, the NASCAR one, but it's on uh, the cable networks. Right. So this is like the first one that's on broadcast. Sounds like a great job for Donnie Radabaugh. It does, doesn't it? I, I would think he'd have his hand up for that. Yeah. All right, we'll try uh, reaching out to Jamie here once more. Give him a call here. Maybe he just didn't like your number. Oh, I do have him in my phone. <laughs> I thought I looked him up earlier. I couldn't find him. Anyway, uh, some other news here. Nick Hoffman. That was the big news uh, from Ty Torg. That That's big deal. Yeah. Hello? Ah. What was that? It, like, stopped ringing for a minute. Oh, boy. Maybe Jamie's screaming at, screaming at his calls. We just talked to him recently, too, after he won the uh, Stocktober race at Fremont. Right. Jamie's a no-show. 
So anyways, uh, Nick Hoffman has been named to drive the Thai Touring Late Model, which was formerly driven by Devin Moran. Uh, he's going to run for the uh, World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's also going to continue running his uh, modified as well. Four. We'll leave him a message here. Tell him to call us back. Okay. Five. There, you got some. Five. He's not available. Some random numbers of his number. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Jamie Miller, Scott Hammer, Ron uh, Miller. Yeah, Miller. Yeah. Miller. Uh, just trying to uh, track you down here. You're supposed to be on the show. Where are you? What's going on? Uh, give us a call back at this uh, number or uh, log in on that link I gave you. We're waiting for you. We miss you. If you're satisfied with the message, are we press satisfied? one. To listen to your message, press two. Message review. I don't listen to it. Jamie Miller, <laughs> Scott Hammer, Ron uh, Miller. Yeah, yeah. Miller. Uh, just trying to track you down here. You're supposed to be on the show. Where are you? What's going on? Uh, give us a call back at this uh, number or uh, log in on that link I gave you. We're waiting for you. We miss you. If you're satisfied with the message, press 1. I'm to satisfied. listen to your message, press I, I, 2. I, 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 to send your message with normal delivery, press 1. To send your message with urgent delivery, oh, urgent. press 2. Oh, yeah. That's, Thank a, that's you. Your definitely message a number sent. 2. <laughs> it is a number 2. Oh, I just had a flashback to our hat man call. Oh, goodness. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, moving on. And I, I did see that, uh, that uh, Dean's working on getting uh, Nick Hoffman on the show. Next week, he was. Uh, I they were interviewing him um, at the uh, Gateway Dirt Nationals at the Dome. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, watching his car being run by was it Ricky Thornton Jr. Yes, and I believe he won actually in uh, Hoffman's. Oh, somebody's. So. Well, Craig's Craig. here. Yeah, Craig's here. He's earlier than expected. Um, one other uh, note here before uh, we'll we'll talk to Craig, I guess. Um. Uh, multi-time all-star circuit of champions uh, champion greg wilson and uh, ceiling racing have agreed to part ways wilson will bring back his family owned uh, number w20 jj hinkle has been named to pilot the ceiling number 97 who so some uh, you heard me uh, i know i did jj hinkle is that someone you don't know yeah i believe yeah uh also uh, former guest taylor ferns the first woman to finish on the uh, podium of a USAC Silver Crown race is uh, going full-time with the uh, series in 2023 on both the dirt and pavement races. She'll compete in all 13 events in the new year aboard the Fern Racing number 155. So, some plans of uh, some racers for next year. Should we bring uh, Craig in? I think we should. Who are you getting a call from there? I guess we don't care. Craig Mintz, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? Congratulations. Uh, Again. Yeah, for the, what, the fourth time now? Fourth time, uh, fourth time Fremont Speedway champion. Yeah. So, we, you know, it was, uh, it was a good year. We had fun and, uh, you know, we won some races and, um, you know, we were, we were competitive in, in almost every race that we, you know, got to. So, um, you know, we can't complain about that. Well, let's, uh, let, me get, let me switch back to my notes here. Um, <laughs> So the, you got 2010, 2012, 2018, and the 2022 track champion. Three uh, wins this year. Average finish of fifth. So a uh, pretty consistent season for you. Um, after getting that uh, first one back in 2010, did you 
think you'd get three more Fremont track championships? Um, no, um, you know, back then I was kind of just see what, you know, what my future holds, um, you know, and then the, um, when we hit the 2018 one, I thought I was done. Um, I kind of was at my point. Um, hey, Bubba. um, I was kind of at that, you know, I don't know if I want to run for any more championships. Um, and then, um, I really looked at the, you know, the 50th year thing that, that means a lot to me. Um, and really noticed that it was, um, you know, Johnny Oxter's. 50th so um you know back then about 2019 we made a pact that this year um we would put every all the eggs in one basket and, and go for the fremont one so um you know we kind of prepped for the last year and a half um with that um you know even a year before this we you know i even tried out a different chassis just trying to get comfortable uh trying to get in something that you know everybody's running maxims and and I don't like to run what everybody else runs. Uh, I like to be the oddball that's, you know, find something new that everybody wants. Uh, but I like to find it first. So um, when I tried the J&Js, we weren't really happy. Um, it wasn't their stuff. It was beautiful stuff. just didn't fit us. Um, and we couldn't get Maxims due to shortages of everything. So um, I pulled out a car that uh, we bought for... Carson Macedo uh, back in, I think it might have been 13 or 14. I can't remember the years, um, you know, but we ended up to start the season off with some older chassis. And then we ended up, um, I searched basically Facebook Marketplace and found some GF1s that had never hit the racetrack um, and sat in some, you know, some guys' barns um, with brand new bodies on it that they just didn't want to race. And I offered some good money for it and they took it. So, um, now I have shops full of them, um, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, and I tried to, when I started getting in there, I, I knew which, um, brand cause I was very familiar with George and, and, um, how he built them and which, which cars I needed that I felt comfortable in. And I kept searching and searching and we ended up finding four of them, um, that, um, three out of the four have never seen, had never seen the racetrack. So. Um, you know, starting off the season, you know, the second or third race with some cars that were fresh, um, even though they may have been five, six, seven years old, um, for us, you know, it was more important that I was comfortable and we could get a car that, you know, we felt was competitive. And obviously it was, it was. <laughs> so, so you've had 2022 on your radar for, for a while. And you mentioned, uh, Johnny Oxter there 50 years after his title. Um, why was that so important to you? Uh, Johnny um, was part of, um, you know, my career of getting it moving. Uh, back in 2000, when I started, actually 99 was my first year, 2000. Um, and then 2001, um, I ran for uh, Dick Sabo. Um, and and Dick and um, Johnny Oxter um, were, were really good friends. Um, I guess if you would call it friends, it was a weird friendship uh but uh, then with Tommy Leeser, um, they kind of put cars together for me to race. So I got to hang around those group, that group for four years while I raced for, for Dick. Um, and Johnny was on our crew. So, you know, he was a crew member. Um, back then, I think I was kind of young. And I didn't, I knew the importance of what John had done and what, you know, Tom Leeser had done and what Dick had done. But I think I was kind of young to really grasp the, the, the amount of uh, effect those three guys put on the, the racing world. Um, and then as I grew older, you know, those guys still stayed around and I, I built that relationship with them. And, and Johnny, um, you know, was the last of those three. Um, but, you know, Johnny always had hung around the race 
you know, never really went anywhere. Um, he was always at the races, always stopped down. Um, and, and he had a built a bond with my dad that, you know, was really deep. So, um, you know, that kind of built with me and, and he loves, loved my kids. Um, always was hanging around with them and blew his whistle, his famous whistle at him all the time. And, and it was, it was always a good time, but that like, you know, was one that I really wanted. Um, I, I really, as much as I love the Fremont Speedway track champion, I love that 50 year trophy. Um, I have, you know, the four of them and have all the names on there. Um, and it's really cool to go back to that and, and see the names that have come before me, um, only to look back at them now and, you know, look at them as legends. Um, and, and, you know, I think Jim Linder's coming up and Gus Keegan and like those guys are going to be able to do that. And it's going to be really cool. And, you know, you start getting in closer to the dates of, you know, Mark Keegan, um, you know, those guys mean something a, a more, a little bit more because I, I, I grew up watching them. I grew up watching Mark Keegan. I grew up watching Johnny Beaver. I, that's, you know, when I was little, that's who I rooted for. And, and they're on the same trophy as I am. And it, it, it means, uh, it means a lot. That is cool. Um, you know, point racing. Uh, we ask a lot of drivers the, what they think of point racing, and a lot of them are like, it's the worst, I hate it. Uh, what, uh, what are your thoughts? I like it um, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, you got to be committed to it. I, I, I'm um, Our race team and myself, we've never been one to go out and win 10 races in a season, um, but we're one that takes – uh, a lot of pride in, in not having DNFs. Um, you know, we have to take a lot of pride in finishing races. Um, you know, we'll run second uh, 20 times over winning 10 and crashing 10. Uh, that This is something that we've always said, um, which fits into the points racing a little more. Um, but there can be times that I, you can see that it's stressful. You know, the last three or four weekends, you know, I, I enjoyed being at the races and I enjoyed racing, but I spent more time thinking about points than I did racing. And I, and that was some, some parts that is very difficult to overcome. Um, when you're the leader, um, it's harder than it is coming from second. Um, you know, second, there's no pressure like DJ, you know, you just went in there and you give everything you got, what happens happens. And then in my case, the last night, you know, we didn't qualify well. We didn't get through a heat race really well. We started 14th or 16th, and DJ started third or fourth. You know, so we had to, you know, run fifth or sixth um, because I always kind of looked at it as DJ is going to win, so you have to run a certain position. And and luckily, we were really good in the last night, you know, and came up and ran third, and we were challenging for second. And it, it actually, I told the guys that during one of the cautions, you know, we were running third, and I knew if I stayed in third, and just didn't wreck, you know, the championship was ours, but it got to a point where I must've flipped the switch and I wanted to win. I, I was at that <laughs> point where I felt comfortable that I could win and not risk anything. And, and, um, started racing side by side with DJ and, and I trust DJ with, with everything there. And, you know, I bobbled a couple of times and I realized that, you know, it's not worth it. Um, you know, a win is great, but a championship means more, especially when we've literally put all of our eggs in one basket um, and, and we crossed the finish line and I knew we ran third there, the weight, um, had been lifted and I, I, I didn't have to have that nervousness of every night of the, you know, the races, because during those three wins, um, on one of the occasions, DJ ran second to us, but he actually gained points on us, um, because of the qualifying points and he raised points. So, 
that's that's more mentally destroy you know distress and more stress on you mentally because I mean you just won the race and you lost points, um you know and and it's uh, uh, evident to the the Fremont Speedway the point system it's hard, um you know because every time you hit the racetrack you have to be on your game because you get points for you know being competitive. Craig, I know that uh, Fremont uh, awards points for every time you're on the racetrack, other than probably engine warm up. Um, explain that real quickly. Um, it's really it, it, it's something that we, it's I've enjoyed because um, it's been that way for quite a while. Um, but what they do is they give you ten points for quick time, all the way down to tenth gets one point. Um, so right there um, is a ten point swing. So. You know, the leader gets, you know, he's 10 to 1. You could lose 9 points just in qualifying. Um, and then what happens is, is you go right into the heat race. Uh, it's 5 points for winning the heat race. And then after 5th, it's worth 1 point. Um, so you could be going into the heat races already down 14 points, um, you know, and haven't even there. And then if you win the heat or win the feature, like what we had in a couple cases, it's 100 points. But I believe you know, running second is 95. So you only gain five points by winning over second. So, you know, in great, in some of those cases that United, I won that night, DJ ran second. He, he still gained seven or eight points on me because he was so good early on. Um, so it, it, you, what they've done is, is they've made it to a point to where if you run, if you're starting second in your heat race, even though the top two redraw for the start of the feature, what they want is, is the points guys to be battling for the, you know, the feature, the heat race win, which puts on a better show for the crowd. Um, they don't want just this complacency of, okay, I'm going to run second. No matter if I run second or first, it makes no difference. Well, if your points racing, it does. It's a big difference. Um, I mean, I think the thinking down to seven or eight points at the end, you know, you start thinking about that over 15, 16 races. If you do one spot in every heat race, you're, you're striving for extra. You've won by eight. So, you know, it, it's, it adds a different element to just giving points for the feature events. Um, and I, I like it. I think that I've spoke to Fremont about some tweaks that I think that needs to happen. Um, you know, and they've listened, which I applaud that. And, uh, you know, I think there will be changes throughout the next couple of years on it and to make it better. Um, because there's still some things that I feel need to be tweaked. Um, as many years as I've done this, I think that, you know, rules have to progress and, and change over time with all the rules that we put into place. Yep. Speaking of uh, changes to point systems, what are your thoughts on uh, the Lucas Oil uh, late model dirt series doing uh, kind of a, a NASCAR playoff thing next year? Uh, you, you can say all you want. I'm not a fan of any of that. I, I'm not because you, you, you don't reward consistency over the entire season. Um, I, I, when I watch like NASCAR, for instance, um, and Christopher Bell is that guy, you know, over the course of the season, he was consistent. He had his bad runs. He's, he won some, you know, and yeah, he was in the final three, but you start doing the math on some of those. Some of those guys don't belong in the playoffs. They just don't. <laughs> and those are the guys that, either take the guys out or, or they're they're It's not a points thing for me. So, so you're not were, a fan of uh, Ross Chastain's move at Martinsville. No, not at all. Not, <laughs> but, <laughs> now, do I like the move because that guy put everything on the line for his team? hundred percent. I mean, that is a driver giving knowing going down the backstretch, talking to his team that I need two spots and I'm going to give my life to do it. 
And everybody in Ross Chastain's crew, the guys working at the shop, should be thanking him because that dude gave up everything to get to get in the show. Now, do I? I don't like again the playoff system. I think that a championship and a champion should be rewarded over the course of the entire season, not just the last ten races. It's yeah. just not. It is. I don't get it. I, I get the excitement. I get that part of it, but. If a guy dominates all season and then loses, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and that's the part for me that I struggle. Um, and I love the excitement part of it because I'm on the opposite end, you know. But I've, if I'm in the um, if I'm in the championship and I've let's just say you won nine races all season long, and then now the points reset. Well, what what was I busting my butt for nine <laughs> races? For? Like that yeah. doesn't. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, it kind of only uh, encourages to win, get that one win in locked in, and then after that, it's just kind of whatever. You Look, coast through it. That's all you're doing, yeah. and and that you know, do you save? You know, at that point, if I win and I'm already locked in, well, I'm just coasting and I'm saving all my equipment. Yeah, uh, which happens in NASCAR. You see it, and that's the part for me that you know. I look back at it and, you know, I'm still an old school guy in certain cases. I feel old because these young kids are coming up and I'm like, I'm like, you? what would Dale oh. senior say about this playoff system? What would, you know, what would those guys back Kale Yarbrough, what would those guys say about those kinds of things of this, you know, and we don't have that anymore. And, and, but then the guys that do speak out, we criticize and you know, there's a, there's something that we got to have a happy balance. So, to answer your overall question of that, Lucas Oil deal, no, I'm not. That's that's not racing to me. In the stage racing of like even NASCAR, that's not racing. Um, yeah. I, I get it why they do it, but there's ways to fix what to prevent that while they're doing that. There's other ways to fix it. Let's talk about tires. Um, they were a big issue. They, they were a big issue all summer, and now I understand that Hoosier has come out with a new sprint car tire. Uh, what do you know about that? Um, so I know, um, very little, I, uh, with me coaching basketball, I don't get a chance to go to the PRI show. Um, but I knew going into it, sort of a little, kind of a little news going into it. And then what I've heard from why they were there, um, we're going to get one right rear tire. Um, we're going to get, um, like four, four cases of the left rear. I think it's a 92, 93, 94 and 96 casing. Um, the durometer is harder than what we've been running, um, but it's not quite a medium. Um, Hoosier, I applaud. Um, I'm the biggest critic of Hoosier um, within, with, without a doubt. I mean, there's a lot more that are a lot higher than me, but owning a business, I know where they're at and I know some of the struggles they're working with, but I also know owning a business and the percentages of increase of cost to my numbers basing don't make sense. But the tire itself, they, they changed the grooving of it, um, which was I applaud them um, because we were taking tires and flipping them um, and running them against the direction that they're supposed to be ran against right. because we were finding out they were lasting longer um, because of the way the tread pattern was and, and the way we're, we were working them. Um, you know, but then what turned into the problem was, you know, we couldn't get tires. So we were getting them you know, within a week or less than a week off the mold. Right. So it was a major problem and, and there was no good answer to it, but I think what they've done, 
Um, is is given us a, a given us a tire that is a little harder, which I applaud. Um, I'm more of let's make these tires as hard as we can make them, um, because I I struggle to spend twenty thirty thousand dollars a year on tires, and that's just running locally. Right. I, I I just I can't. I know teams that spend more, um, and the championships, and it's no you know, no dock on any of the racetracks, but the end all championship, the amount of purse that we get doesn't offset it. It just doesn't. Right. Um, so the tire from what I looked at, the, the tread looks nice. Um, the drometer numbers of, that I'm pretty familiar with are, are a good number. They're not a medium. Um, but I think they're going to be that middle range tire. Um, I like the casing numbers. I really like that we're going to have a 92, a 93 casing, a 94 casing, a 96 casing. Um, I really like that. Um, my 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 major concern is is the biggest thing that we challenged last year is we may have got a 92 casing or a 94 casing that chalk marked, you know, supposedly coming out to 94. Well, I would buy 10 tires of that same thing and I would get 10 different circumferences right and that's hard to plan for it's hard for the speed shops because they're selling a tire that they go somebody else goes and mounts and then nobody wants it so how do they sell it they can't give it back so they gotta sell it and it, it, it's not good um you know in the in the end all i'm looking at I'm it sorry. as a business trying to find a way to help them um understanding the ideas understanding how this works and I think if they get to where they can make an all across the board tire, um, you know, for let's just say boss, let's just say the world of outlaws, the all stars, local shows across Knoxville, um, Williams Grove, Lincoln, California, you know, these kinds of things where they can make the same tire for all of these things and not have different casings, not have different markings on them it makes it easier on Hoosier because they can mass produce. Well, and, and that's, that's been very much the case with the dirt late model tires. I don't know if you had followed that, but they were making 26 different variations of a dirt late model tire. And they've narrowed that down to six. Uh, there's four compounds and I think they could throw the soft away because uh, only a few of the Lucas oil shows allow that soft tire on the left front even. But, uh, just reducing the production numbers from 26 to 6 has to be huge. And I, I like you, I applaud them for doing the same thing with the sprint cars. And, and they were in a bad spot, you know, and that's not, again, they, no matter what they did, they were going to upset somebody and they were going to not produce the amount of tires that they needed. Um, you know, that, in, which was hard because, we, we ran into a situation this summer that I think hurt a lot of lower budget teams because I can tell you for a fact, I know higher budget teams when they traveled a little bit that were, I want to say local teams, but had a little bit of a budget, went somewhere and were allowed to buy 10 to 12 tires. Well, they would come back to Fremont and Attica and race and all, we were only allowed to buy one tire a night. That was it. We couldn't buy anymore. And they would have a trailer full of tires because one, they could afford it Two, And because they traveled to, to go get them. And that puts them at, a, at an advantage that going into it is unfair. We already know that you can have a race car that 
has more money into it and stuff like that. But when you offer tires to one team but not to another, that's a problem. Um, I know when the World of Outlaws came to town for me, I went to go buy a tire off the Hoosier truck. I was only allowed to buy one tire, but the World of Outlaw guys were allowed to buy two. Ouch. That's that's unfair. Um, I'm already at a disadvantage as I walk in the gate. Mm -hmm. And that part bugs me. And I think that we've gotten um, we've gotten into a spot. We backed ourselves into a corner because, you know, and again, this is me speaking out you know, a little against the Hoosier product is uh, 14 years ago, I took part of a tire test um, that had three different manufacturers. And there was six different race car drivers at a racetrack that we tried all three different manufacturers at this point. And out of the six, five voted for a manufacturer that we don't use. And it is not Hoosier. And back then we knew that that's the tire we wanted and but as a race car driver again we're forced to pay for a tire that we don't want and we're we're the ones that have to pay for it so hoosier comes in and spends all this money and for the point fund for us to have a quote-unquote spec tire phenomenal that's great but where does the money go and and i've always asked those questions of like you know why we're the race car driver we're the ones that have the voice we're the ones that have to pay for it the racetracks don't pay for it but they get the results of it and in these 45 to 50 percent increase over the past three years we're absorbing that not the racetrack so where's our voice you know we can't say that we need to get something different or we need a different tire when we speak up, we're like, no, no, it's got to be this tire. You have to run this tire and you got to run it all night. Well, those, that doesn't last all night. So what do you want us to do? You've seen multiple World of Outlaw events. You've seen multiple All-Star events shortened because the tire won't hold up. But it's our fault because right. we have to buy more tires. But the racetrack don't care. because And, and, it's, and it's not a knock on any of this. But it's what we have backed ourselves into a corner that it's going to take somebody with a lot of big shoulders and a lot of money to back us out. Um, because, again, I applaud Hoosier because they back, you know, they, they've done everything to get out of this kind of supply and chain mess. Because, again, they, the chemicals they needed weren't available. The rubber they needed was not available. I get it. You know, we were all in the same boat manufacturing wise. You know, but again, other things were brought to the table to fix it and were denied. And that part bugs me, you know, and again, 16, I've been doing this since 2020. So I've been doing this 23 years. I don't say I have a lot to say in this, but locally, we can't continue to do what we're doing at the cost we're doing because... You go back and look at how many race car drivers competed in every Fremont event and every Attica event. It's not very many because we can't afford it anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and things aren't getting cheaper. No. Uh, not that I wanted to make this all about tires. It's been interesting. Nope. Um, one other thing, we kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, uh, the Eldora Million is back. 
And yep. we haven't talked about the difference this year, but it's uh, for sprint cars. So uh, the Eldora yeah. million right before the King's Royal. Um, your thoughts on, on, on the Eldora million going to uh, sprint cars, wing sprint cars, as a matter of fact. I love it. Um, are you going? That's the other question. <laughs> the other thing is, is it's I, unsanctioned. I, it's unsanctioned, but I can be honest with you. I'm, I, we probably won't take a team down. Um, the problem that happens at Eldora is, and I have since this news released, which to my knowledge was today, um, I'm really close with three or four local teams that, we feel are a little higher than your average local team budget wise. And all four of us have says we're not going. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to sit here and say that, but we can't compete. We just can't. Um, I've been Eldora with the best equipment that I've ever had. Um, the best of everything that I can give financially. And, I can't make, I can barely make a B main of anything else. So the unsanctioned part for me doesn't make a difference yeah. because I think there's going to be loopholes of everything else. And it is not going to be this. It's just going to basically be the King's Royal or the old Eldora million where it, it's just everybody and everybody, which I'm not afraid of going down there. I just know business wise. I'm going to go down there and drop three grand to not get anything back. And I have the more zeros than you can put in front of it with a 1% chance of <laughs> ever winning it. Um, so it's a, it's a business decision. Basically it's a business decision. Do yeah. I want to go race it? I'd love to. Um, somebody put me in their equipment. I would go race it. I'm not afraid of going down there and racing it, but a business decision, the local guys were not going. Um, because again, the, the race cars have gotten so advanced and so different that these guys are taking, I mean, they're putting race cars in wind tunnels of NASCAR wind tunnels. You're not going to see the O nine or in any wind tunnel. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, and, and that's the point they're looking for a quarter of a 10th. They're looking for a 10th and I'm at the point of work work. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Um, and, and for me at my age of that, I would rather go down and enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think it is awesome for the sport. I think what it does is it puts world racing group on notice that there is a lot more money out there for these guys. <laughs> um, and I think that it, it is great for our sport. It's phenomenal. Now, what do you, what do you think I of the, enjoyed... uh, the, the high limit, uh, series? Is that, is, that, is that kind of the same thing? Is that it's something phenomenal. Because okay. it, it has changed the world racing group because, again, they monopolized a little bit of that market, and it's changed the way it needed. Now, again, like I said with the tires, it takes somebody with a lot of money and some thick shoulders to do that because you're going to make enemies, and you got to fork over the cash. But what it does is it progresses our sport because look at the late models, for instance – the purses that the late models run for make the sprint car guys look crazy. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, the, the Eldora million with the late models, that's happened. When was the last time we've had a million dollar sprint car race? It's never happened. And the late model guys do it yearly. And we can't get that. So I think it's put us on notice and it put things in different perspective. And, you know, I'll be the first one to say that 
I'm not a late model guy. I love, like, I'll watch them and stuff, but I don't follow them. Like, it's not something for me. I enjoy the, like, because I will look at a late model and be so confused in how they're <laughs> set up. I don't get the, 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 the left rear moving forward. I don't get any of these things. I don't know how it works. I love how it's, I love how hard it is to make them work and how they complicate things because I like that kind of thing. But it's not something like I I couldn't name you five World of Outlaw guys. I couldn't name you five Lucas Oil guys. I can't. But when they're on TV or they're on Flow, I'll watch them. Um, or when they come locally, I'll watch them. But for me, I sit there and go, man, how are they running for a million dollars? But six weeks before that, our biggest race pays a quarter of their total winnings. Like our, our Knoxville Nationals paid, what, 200000 to win? They're racing for a million. Wait, wait, how does this work? <laughs> it's business again. More businesses. Yep. Let's uh, got it. bring this back uh, locally here because I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, free, you know, fourth Fremont Championship. What uh, what's so special about Fremont Speedway? Um, the history. I mean, we're we're talking fifty plus years. Um, and again, it's I grew up there. Um, I mean, I remember being with Dick Liskey, being eight seven you know working on his race car um you know that's back when the hubs on the front hubs had one big nut spindle on it these big wings on it um it and you know it was just i enjoyed being there i i I went there and watched those guys race you know and now i'm at that point where i'm competing at that level of being able to win championships knowing that you know hopefully there's a seven, eight year old that they're going to get to that point. I look at the younger groups, groups, you know, like the Lucius kid, um, you know, the Kaminol, Creed Kaminol, those kind of kids. And when they get to the 36 years old, like I am, I hope they look back and go, man, I got to race with Craig Mintz. I got to race with John Ivy. I got to race with Byron. Cause you know, the weird part about it is, is Byron, you know, has been racing long, as long as I've been alive. You know, because he started when he was, I felt like he was eight, you know, but he was, you know, 16, 17, you know, but he's still competing. And I get to go down and I talk to him and I love talking to Byron and having those conversations going. I don't know if you remember, but when I came here, when I was young, I rooted for the Black Five. And that was kind of cool that I'm now racing with him. And he is considered a legend because, you know, how many track championships he's got. You know, and then I see Mark Keegan and his son, you know, and, you know, Mike Keegan. So it's it's like another generation has come through and I'm I'm in a weird spot because I'm between it all mm-hmm. because I got to race with Mark, but I got to race with Mike. You, you, raced, know, you but, race with that older generation and then you're racing with this younger generation. Yeah. And it's you're weird bridging the gap. I am because I got to race with, you know, Creed coming all, and I got to race with Chad coming all. And it's just, I don't know how many of people my age got to do that. Because when, I, when I'm when i done and hang up the helmet, I'll be looking at Creed Kaminal dominating. I'll be looking at Lucius dominating. I'll be looking at, you know, Keegan dominating again. And then at that time, I'm hoping my son is starting the ranks. And I'll be able to tell my son Parker that, hey, Mike Keegan's dad kicked my butt many years ago and i think that's the kind of cool thing about fremont speedway is it's an evolution of of families that have always 
you know, kind of built that place. Lots of history. Um, and, you know, I, I remember Jim Ford, you know, and I remember those parts of, you know, Jim coming up to the race car when I was 16, 17 and having those conversations and Joanne being at the, you know, the pit window, you know, those kinds of things I remember. So it's, I'm at that age of, I still feel young, but I can remember and, un, and kind of appreciate the history mm-hmm. that Fremont Speedway's had. So what are your, what are your plans for next year? Another championship or do you no. have, do you have something marked on your calendar for a future year? Yeah. I got to get the championship that year. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm too old. Um, I'm done with that. Okay. I that. Um, I think next year. Um, so two years ago, my wife, um, kind of came to me and said, you know, we're, our kids are getting older. Um, you know, and I bought a camper. Um, so I bought it with her. So I think we're going to do that more, but my family and her herself enjoys going to races, but there's many racetracks she has never been to, um, that I have, um, when I traveled the all-star tour in 2007 or 2007 and eight, I got to see some racetracks that are pretty cool. Um, so this year I know we're going to do some traveling. Um, we're going to go out to Knoxville, um, and hang out out there. Um, we're going to go out to Port Royal. We're going to go out to Lincoln. Um, I know when all stars head uh, west and head out to like Wisconsin in those places, we're going to go. Um, but we're going to run 15 shows a year this next year and just be that race team that shows up randomly in the middle of Iowa <laughs> to go race. But, you know, what me and my wife will do is we'll head out on Thursday night and go camp somewhere Friday night and go race Saturday night at, at Knoxville and come home. Um, one of the biggest things on my checklist is I've, I've never been to Knoxville. You know, there's a lot of racetracks on my list that I've been to, you know, I've been to almost every racetrack in Ohio. I've been to almost every racetrack in Pennsylvania, um, and have competed. Um, I've been to Butler. I've been to the places up North. I've been to Indiana. I've never went past that. Um, I've been to the Queens Royal, which I really enjoy and, but I've never been to Knoxville to compete. I've never been to Wisconsin to compete. And before I hang up the helmet, it's something that I want to go do. Um, because the hanging up the helmet is not far off. Um, because but it's not next my... year. No, no, it's not okay. next year. Um, it's something that when my son decides it's it's time to go racing, that's it for me. Um, I'm going to be like a Chad coming all and just drop like a hat and mm-hmm. start with his kid. Um, and my son wants to go race and he, he's already said that, dad, I want to, I want to do this. Um, even at three, you can tell he really enjoys race cars. He really enjoys that kind of thing. And, um, it's something that it's kind of in our family. Um, and so that's kind of the plan. Um, you know, we'll, we may stick to it. Um, it may be, but we're not opposed to, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday in the middle of the week, the race car is ready and Fremont and Attica are racing this weekend. Let's go there. Um, but it, it's not something that we're not going to be there weekly. Um, we, I just don't, I don't enjoy the end of March, 32 degrees <laughs> at Attica in the snow. And, so we won't see you at the hangover race on New Year's Day yeah, at oh, Sandusky. Okay. No, there is no way. Now, <laughs> I am not of opposed to one thing that I, is different about me is, is I got to race a race two years ago on pavement. And I've never had more fun in a race car than that night. Um, uh, so we ran at Lorraine. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
in a in a 410 we took a we it was a 410 i don't think it was i think it was a must see racing i don't know exactly um i ran it in the 11 car with the linders we took a dirt car um did some adjustments to it but i mean we rolled the car out of the trailer it had still a dirt on the wing uh you know my helmet was dirty there was still dirt on stuff um we were second quick um started on the front row of the feature ran uh led half of it uh jimmy McCune got by me um which is you know anytime you're competing with jimmy McCune, it's another level um and i can never remember the guy's name he's from florida uh, phenomenal pavement driver, um, drove by me, um, and we ran third with a dirt car at Lorraine with a 360. Um, and I had an absolute ball um, because it was just different. Um, and I like taking a dirt car and competing with these pavement cars and being competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can do it again because my major concern with that is is I never ran pavement before. How hard can you run these tires? And I was more concerned. We were we were a half track ahead of things, and I toned it down because I thought I was burning the right rear off of it, only to find out I had plenty of tire left. <laughs> so I, I want to do it again, and it's something that we've marked on a schedule this year that we'll probably go to Lorraine. Um, you know, and I've kind of actually looked for, and I've sent some messages out that if there's a pavement ride, you know, I'll, I'd love to jump into it because I, I had an absolute blast. So... I'd love to run Sandusky. I did it back in the 305 days. Um, and if there's a 410 car or a, some kind of car that I can jump into, you know, I'd be more than willing to, uh, you know, bring some help along to, to do that. You guys are s- switching here. Jimmy McCune yeah. now is going dirt racing. Yeah. And he's, he's got that bug until he had that, uh, that yeah, burns. Yeah. And, but. and again, it was fun racing with him, you know, because again, it's not a guy that I get to race with weekly. And, you know, pavement racing for me was a whole nother ball game. I, I was not ready for it. I, I, I was burning tires off of it when we went to test. Um, the guy sent me out there on used tires and, and said, well, just do your best. And <laughs> we, we kind of knew where we needed to be time-wise. And I was nowhere near it. So they put new stickers on all the way around and sent me out and said, well, just kind of warm these tires up, but just keep going about 50%. Well, they came over the radio and said, you got to slow down because you're burning these tires off. And I wasn't even going 50%. And here we were faster than quick time was there a year ago. Wow. So I pulled in and I said to guys that every time we touched the racetrack, we need new stickers because <laughs> it was amazing the difference of the grip. And then we realized that, you know, budgets don't work that way. <laughs> Not NASCAR. Uh, before we let you go, uh, any uh, sponsors you want to give a plug to? Um, obviously real gas decoys, um, you know, been a backing of me, uh, in our own business type thing that, that I've loved, uh, modern woodman of America. They're, um, a, a really cool company. If you get a chance, pull them up on the social media, pull them up on Facebook. They're, um, you know, more of a retirement fund, more of a life insurance deal. They're a really good company to deal with. Um, I've moved all my stuff to them, uh, KSLs and service, um, kiss their engines, um, a lot of guys are, are a little behind the scenes on my group um, that, you know, do a lot but don't want that recognition. And, and we have those guys in, in them, and Chris and Rich and my dad do a lot of work. My wife, um, they bust their tails. So, you know, I'm sort of in the limelight um, when really I'm just the one that 
can hold my foot down the longest and steer the fastest. Um, and, and they're the ones that, you know, really deserve the credit. Quick shout out, Craig. Uh, thank you very much for what you did for our friend, Brian Smith. Yes. I love Brian. Um, you know, I've had a relationship with Brian since I was younger. Um, and when I was, I started kind of a little backstory. I was pulling out of the racetrack and I kind of seen a guy just standing, looking at a torn up race car and my heart dropped. And then when I realized it was him, it made it worse because the, the, the guy goes through, you know, everything to, to race. And, um, I looked over at my guys and that were in the truck and I'm like, we have a race car sitting at home. Just, let's just say something, um, you know, mention it to him thinking that, you know, it wasn't going to go anywhere. And, and that morning he calls me and says, is that all for sale on the table? And it was absolutely, um, you know, come get it. Um, I would rather see a guy like him compete and, and do what he needs to do. Cause he's, he can drive a race car. There's no doubt about it. Yep. And, um, you know, one of the first things he left, he came over after one of the first hot lap sessions and says, I need titanium brakes because <laughs> I can stop now. And I kind of giggled and, and realized that, you know, I'm, I'm blessed of the equipment that I was given by my father and, and my race team. And, and to be able to provide that for somebody like that, um, you know, meant a lot even to us because, you know, we got to see a family continue doing what they love um, because his wife and his kids, you know, bust their tail on their car. And I hated seeing it. So, um, you know, it was nothing for us to be able to do that um, because, again, we, we, you know, I will throw away a race car. And I told Brian, I watched him qualify and I watched him, you know, run his heat race in a race car. And I kind of went down to him and kind of jumped his tail about it. I'm like, listen, I gave you a race car knowing that you can hand it back to me in pieces. I, I understand the risk. Go race it like it's yours. Um, and, and respectively, Brian, you know, didn't want to hurt it. And I'm like, you know, I've owned race cars for a, a, a Mesita with Carson, knowing that it can be destroyed. And I've watched Carson destroy my stuff. And knowing that I knew that going into it, that that can happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I it, and then finally it, it worked with Brian. And then he ended up beating me <laughs> with my own race car. And... You know, and I, I kind of came up to him the end of the night and I said, that's how you drive a race car, you know, and that's what I want out of it. And it was really cool. I got some really cool shots of us racing together, um, which meant even more to me. He signed some pictures. I got to hang it up in my office, um, you know, so I appreciate all the, um, you know, that was a great gesture. But uh, it was something that I think a lot of teams in my position would do. Um, just it doesn't arise very often. Yeah, Brian's a great guy. Craig, it's yep. always a, a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, good luck on, on uh, your traveling around, hitting different tracks next year. Word of, word word of advice: don't yep. win, don't go to Oak or don't go to Fremont and win opening night. It'll change your yep. program. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the problem. But most likely, it's going to be cold. Um, and again, I'm a fair weather racer, so I'm probably not going to be there anyway. Um, so those are the fun nights that, like I said, we have heaters. You know, again, it's just not fun for me. I'll sit at home and enjoy it. Um, but I enjoy the show, guys. You guys have been amazing since you guys done this. I'm glad you've continued on um, through all the, you know, the the crazy things that have happened. But uh, continue doing the hard work. Um, it's fun to watch every week, and uh, I enjoy it. If you see Jamie Miller in the near future, 
Tell him uh, thanks for standing us up. Yeah, we have an APB out on him. We can't find him anywhere. He won't let. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was supposed he's a, to be he's here. A difficult one to get a hold of. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Craig, appreciate it. See you later. Take care, guys. Take care. Thank you. There you go, Craig Mintz, your uh, 2022 410 Track Champion. Great at, interview, uh, Scott. Fremont Speedway. Yes, actually, and also he's uh, got an Attica Championship there too. Um, back in 2013. Ooh, so cool stuff. Uh, well, I think we filled a lot of time, uh, even without Jamie, unfortunately. We'll try and get Jamie in in the future. We just had him on, though. So, right. I mean, he, we know we can get him on. It's just uh, pinning he, him he down for us. us. He probably did. Uh, some other news to get to before uh, we give away a Big D's pizza. Um, the ASA is kind of back. Did you hear about so, this? Sort of, kind of, yeah. The ASA, ASA series, uh, the Stars National Series, will debut in 2023 for Asphalt Super Late Model Racing. Announced in October, many of the best drivers in America are expected to, to compete in the 10-race national tour with a minimum of uh, $100,000 point fund. Uh, the championship team will be guaranteed $25,000. The national series is made up of uh, three races from each of the regional super late model series under track enterprise under the track enterprises banner uh the arca cra super series the arca midwest tour and the southern super series the championship event will be the uh, all-american 400 at nashville fairground speedway in tennessee uh the series will be sanctioning the glass city 200 at toledo speedway on uh, saturday september 16th uh, Tony Stewart's All-Star SRX Series is moving to ESPN, switching networks. He was on really? uh, CBS the first uh, couple of years. Right. Moving to ESPN and is going to uh, jumpstart the uh, Thursday Night Thunder. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, so it's coming back. Uh, ESPN said Monday it signed a multi-year agreement with Superstar Racing Experience that begins in July. SRX will air on six consecutive summer nights as Thursday Night Th- Thunder which was uh, ESPN's branding for motorsports programming that started in the 1980s. Chrissy Konamaki, probably. So, yeah, it's moving from uh, Saturday nights to Thursdays, which is better for me because oh, I'm always that, busy on Saturdays, so I think that's a good move. Yeah, but thurs- Thursday. Yeah, why not? This is Thursday. Oh, shoot. I didn't think about that. Scott, this is As long is as Thursday. it starts after 8 o'clock. After 8 o'clock, we'll be all right. Um, Toledo and Flat Road, we may have some uh, shorter stuff. Shorter shows in uh, July and August uh, next year. Don't know if you've looked at the clock, but we would have missed the yeah, heat race. Yeah. Uh, well, we got the we can turn on the big screen there. Oh yeah. Uh, Toledo and Flat Rock Speedways will be releasing their 2023 race schedules before the holidays. Flat Rock uh, action will kick off. They have they've some announced uh, some dates announced. Uh, Flat Rock will kick off on Saturday, May sixth, and Toledo's opening day will be on Sunday, May fourteenth, with the school bus figure eight races. Highlights uh, so far on the schedule for Flat Rock include the Arca Menards East 150 on Saturday, May 20th, the Stan Yee Memorial 150 on Saturday, July 23rd, and the Street Stock 100 on August 12th. Uh, more to be announced. Highlights at Toledo Speedway include the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, I'm sorry, the USAC uh, Silver Crown 100, the Riley Beal Classic that is on uh, Saturday, August 5th. Glass City 200 on the 16th of September, and uh, the Arkham Menard Series National Championship race on October 7th. The uh, the Arca East race at uh, Flat Rock, that, that could be interesting. And it's been a long time since the Arca cars have been It'll be interesting to see how many of the, the Arca 
regular series drivers or may Menards show series. up for that. Yeah. Uh, World of Outlaw Nows Energy Drink uh, Sprints will have an increased point fund and uh, year-end bonus in 2023. The exclusivity bonus program will replace the 2022 monthly bonus program for every contracted full-time driver and team owner based on their point standings and contract status at the end of the season. Basically, this means the 2023 championship uh, team could pocket a total of 350000 that's uh, 200000 from the regular point fund and the additional 150000 from that bonus program. That's a lot of money, Scott. <laughs> it is a lot of money. Makes me sad. Um, Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals has surpassed 300 entries for the ninth time of its uh, 37-year existence. The uh, December 9th discounted early entry deadline was met with 308 entries. The uh, 37th annual Chili Bowl Nationals takes place January 9th through the 14th in Tulsa. And I'm sure that the entry list is going to read like a who's who of, of motors. usually does. Not just midget racing. Yeah. Uh, at the PRI show last weekend, USAC released its schedules for uh, the Sprints, Midgets, and Silver Crown Series. Silver Crown Series will compete on uh, Saturday, August 5th, as you mentioned, at uh, Toledo Speedway for the Riley Bill Classic. Sprint Car Series will compete at Eldora Speedway on Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th for Let's Race 2. Uh, and all three series will compete on Friday and Saturday, September 22nd and 23rd for the Four Crown Nationals. Uh, Tony Stewart announced uh, on uh, Wednesday that the, the wing sprint cars will be racing for the richest purse in sprint car history as Eldora Speedway will host its third version of the Eldora Million July 12th and 13th. Uh, the unsanctioned event will feature a uh, winner's purse of $1 million $2,023 from a total purse of $1.4 million. The event is a cooperative effort with uh, Eldora partner Flow Sports, combined with the uh, $175,000 to win 40th Kings Royal that takes place July 14th through the 15th uh, following the uh, Eldora Million. Overall, posted prize money for that four-day stretch could exceed a staggering $2 million. And that's uh, right after the Brad Doty Classic, which is on the 11th. So they could be coming from Attica and headed down to uh, Eldora, Eldora for four yeah. days. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff there. The High Limit Sprint Car Series has released its uh, 2023 season schedule, uh, at least part of it. They keep uh, announcing dates. They keep popping up here. The High Limit Sprint Car Series is a midweek racing program promoted by uh, Kyle Larson and four-time World of Outlaws champion Brad Sweet. Buckeye State will play host to the fourth race on the schedule when the series visits Wayne County Speedway in Orville on Tuesday, May 16th for an elevated paying event of $32,023. And I believe they're at Kokomo the week before, or at least that's uh, the day, the event before that, before the uh, the Wayne County is uh, Kokomo. You think racing is becoming more just special event oriented? I don't know. Well, I was talking to uh, Les Hanna the other day and he was talking about how you get all these high paying races, but there's no payback through the rest of the field. So it well, gets real the, expensive the, for the, the racers. The, it sounds good to the fan. The, the fans race like, for the race for at Eldora, the million pays a million two thousand dollars to yeah. win and then but only one point four million for the entire purse. Yeah, so that uh what point four million minus 
$2,000 is uh, spread out through the rest of, I don't know, 24, right. 23 other drivers. Or, or if they have 28 starters, it'd be 27 other drivers. Yeah. So, yeah, that is uh, something. Um, it's all done on the high limit schedule today. Okay. I think that means they're done adding dates. Um, the Driven to Save Lives BC39 will celebrate its fifth running in 2023 by moving to a new date as a standalone weekend event, September 27th through the 30th at the dirt track at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, featuring a new format for the USAC Midgets. Uh, Buddy Kofoid, of course, uh, the winner last year of that. Uh, Sandusky Speedway has some track improvements uh, going on. The uh, trees that Ron ended up crashing the truck into a couple years ago, uh, one of the Fremont dirt trucks, yeah, uh, those the, they're, they've been removed. Yeah, but I could. There's still a fence out there. And tires. And now, tires. Now you can hit the tires. Yeah, but they they move. Uh, they put a wall around the inside, replacing but, that yeah, old guardrail. I, I they, appreciate that, they, and and the fact that they left a, a a nice strip of dirt on the inside of the track. That you're going to take full advantage of. Yeah, could happen. <laughs> So uh, they got all kinds of uh, improvements going on. We'll be speaking with the Sandusky Speedway champions next week. And uh, Chris Mize. And, and Chris always Mize. Enter- entertaining Chris Mize will join us uh, for a little hangover race preview, uh, which is coming up on January 1st. Finally, uh, Haley Deegan announced today that uh, she'll be uh, driving for Thor Sport to compete full-time in the uh, 2023 truck season. I saw that. Also That's pretty cool. in Sandusky. Right. Right around the corner from Sandusky Speedway. Right, right in their backyard. Yeah. So, cool. I mean, I don't think that was a... Uh... Brian, Brian Nelson wonders what I think about the new Fremont truck rules. I wanted to ask Jamie about that. Yeah. What he yeah. thought. I know yeah, you're they're, the builder, but... <laughs> they're kind of okay. They're kind of okay. <laughs> how about yeah. we uh, do some uh, Big D's uh, pizza wheel? How many? Wait. Yeah. How about we do some how many? And give away some Big D's. It's past my bedtime. Um, last week's how many was how many packages would I be receiving between Friday or from the period of Friday to Sunday? And, uh, I actually got four on Friday and one on Saturday. Really? So I got five packages overall. Uh, I guessed three, you said four. So you actually won. Woohoo. Even though I was disqualified anyways. So you won automatically, but you are still closer. So our listener winner was Phil Blycamp. He picked, uh, he was the only one to pick five. So congratulations, Phil. You have uh, 30 days to claim your pizza from Big D's Pizza. This week's how many? Uh, going back to sports related, not much uh, racing going on this time of Virtually year. Virtually none. Yeah. So uh, we're switching sports this weekend, and uh, one of those uh, sports I watch every four years maybe until our team gets kicked out or gets knocked out. Talking about the World Cup, soccer, FIFA World Cup. Final, I guess, is on Sunday morning. How many total goals will be scored in that match? Scott, I've seen. Is it going to be nil-nil? No, it can't be because somebody's got to win, so it'll be at least one. There will be at least one goal. I won't watch the game, but I'll look up the results just to see who wins. Yeah, any game that. Only has one or two. And I like soccer. I played soccer scores. as a kid. But. Over over an hour and a half game. Uh, yeah. And I don't even know if uh, the 
what teams are in it or anything at this point or if that's even been decided. Three. But uh, you're going with three? I'm going with three. All right. I'm going to go with two because I'm, I think it's going to be even less exciting than that. So if uh, you want a chance to win a Big D's pizza, uh, put your guess in the total number of goals. That's uh, between both teams. That's the total number of goals that is scored in the entire game uh, from both teams. And uh, whoever's closest will get a Big D's pizza. And if we have uh, more than uh, one guess, then... Now, obviously, there'd have to be a winner, so it could go into overtime, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they keep uh, playing. Uh, they just add another 90 minutes on, I think. I don't know if it's if it's sudden death, sudden death or not. I don't know. But, yes, there will be a winner. So, yeah. it... Uh, if you guess two, then it's going to be one team scores two and the other team scores zero because it won't end in a 1-1 tie. Right. So anything other than zero is Argentina versus France. Thanks, Doug Frost. Appreciate that. Not Really, that doesn't mean anything to me either. <laughs> I don't know anything about those teams. but uh, So pick a random number. You might have a chance to win some Big D's pizza. Uh, we did have uh, some ha- hammer down uh, line. <laughs> um, Easy there, big yeah. fella. Uh, messages. We got some texts here. 419-318-3081. Feel free to call or text anytime, day or night. And uh, texting seems to be the popular thing here. We had uh, one text of uh, a particular gentleman that uh, listens to the show quite often. Oh, good. That was not fond of the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series playoff format for next year. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on that, you know. From from a racer's perspective, yeah, I can see that as what Craig was saying. I can see that sucks. But from a fan perspective, if it's it's kind of manufactured excitement because uh, a point thing could be exciting if it's close, but then it could one oh, guy could win all the time. And we talked about that last yeah. last so, week because last we'll week's track, uh, everybody was like a dead heat going into the last night in all four classes. Yeah, you're talking Oak. That was a couple weeks. Ago. Okay, a couple weeks ago. Got it, though. Uh, our other... Uh, I slept through last week's that's, show. Oh, I'm sure Jim Froling's going to be happy to hear that. Uh, other uh, Hammer Down Hotline uh, text that we got. I guess I don't need that. Uh, this is the quote. It's Christmas time, so if you could have uh, one wish that would make an improvement to local dirt track racing, what would that be? You first. Control over the weather. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. That is a good one. I would say uh, more of a common set of rules for the lower classes so that we can go and race at other places. Well, that that could be a, a topic for an entire show, I Scott. Know. I'm, um, I'm just saying that's my wish. Like, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't you know, have to be looking at rules for you. Well, can I, am I legal here? Am I legal there? You I, know? I think racetracks really do need, and, and I'm not going to be carried away on and, this. And also enforcement of uh, those rules as well. Yeah, and don't write a rule that you're not going to enforce. Yes, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, they, the racetracks could really help themselves if they had a cohesive set of rules with two or three or four neighboring racetracks. Yeah, I agree. But then where's the, where do you draw those borders, uh, you know, because then you got your neighboring racetracks, have other neighboring racetracks on the other side of them, you know, yeah, but Scott. But you got to start a, a, somewhere. A dirt late model is a dirt late model. Yeah. Um, a, a four ten sprint car is a four ten sprint cars. But now you get down to some of the entry levels and particularly there, the, there, there's no portability. The street stock 
super stock kind of yeah there is, there is a, no portability yeah. and that's a problem um and i suppose it's a minor problem the big scheme of things because like you said there are you know late models or late models 410s or 410s wherever right. you go so that's cool tire, different tire rules though at uh, some different tracks yeah but he, 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 but the, but the sprints and late models have pretty much evolved to being on the same tire okay um and uh this particular uh I don't, I'm texter, I guess not a caller. Texter uh, is uh, curious to fan. see what what yeah. Hammer Hammer Down oh, Racing yeah. Report. Okay. Fan. There you go, listener. Listener uh, is curious to uh, find out what uh, audio is gone since it went to studio. Oh, really? Yeah, that was my bad. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, Scott. Yep. All of our brilliance. Down All the of our brilliance. <laughs> I got rid of. You missed the best part. Talking to our, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I know what the problem was, Dean. I'm sorry about that. But uh, our podcast listeners, uh, since it records directly on the thing, it'll be fine. But uh, So if, if, if so, anyways, what if, we were if saying. If you're really worried about yeah. what you missed, you can go to YouTube yeah, but, later uh, in the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had. we And we, watch this whole debacle all over. We shared our uh, Christmas uh, wish that we, we, we wish would make an improvement to local dirt track racing. Um, then actually our listener is curious as to what, uh, some of our other listeners would be, yeah. um, would wish for. So, uh, you so leave call, that in the comments so call or, the hammer down hotline. or call the hammer down hotline or text the hammer down hotline. And again, that number is, uh, 419-318-3081. Yeah. So you only have to know one, two, three, four different numbers. You just, and put them in the right order, and you'll be all right. 419-318-3081. Or go to our website. Oh, yeah, Hammer Down Racing Report has that. Uh, I think it's under the contact information there. Actually, I know it is. It's right at the top because somebody asked me where it was. And I looked, and I was like, it's on the contact page. It's right there. Yeah. So, oh, I missed that. Put it too close to the top. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, let us know. What your one wish would be. Yeah, just one. Yeah, just one. We can make it more. Why not? You can do whatever you want. Thanks to uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer, contributors Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Doc, Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Helps us if you haven't already. If you have, we appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. At Hammer Report is our uh, Twitter handle. We're still there. We haven't been blocked uh, since Elon took over. Very good. Um, follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your uh, favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And, of course, check out HammerDownRacingReport.com for uh, anything you need to know. You want to be a sponsor? We have uh, sponsorship packages available on there. Uh, and you can also click on the Amazon wish list thing and uh, become a studio sponsor and help us uh, with uh, some studio equipment such as those Keep us from falling seats. on the floor one of these weeks. Yeah, I think really that and uh, headphones are the only thing left on there. We'll have to come up with more things now. Oh, yeah, there's always more. Yeah. Come up with a list. New studio. Yeah. New studio. Uh, make sure to rate and review us. Uh, share us with your friends. Uh, thanks to our sponsors again Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Remula Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. They have a pool table there. I'm going to get my yeah. hair cut this weekend. Ooh. They do uh, appointments on Saturdays through Booksy, I think is the app that they use. Right. Anytime during the week, though, it's just a walk in. It's right there. You know where Churchill's is, that shopping center? I do. It's across the street from that. 
Right next to uh, McDonald's, there's like oh, a little okay. strip mall. It's my little plug for him. And, and you you frequent the place? Uh, when I get my haircut, yeah. Okay. I don't go there like every day, no, but uh, when I need a haircut, I go and see my buddy John the Barber down there. Helps. They get a cool uh, logo, too. I'm yeah. trying to get him to sponsor my car so I can get his uh, awesome tiki head thing. Nothing like that fingernail place. Uh, no, Nurse, no. Nurse Speedway. No, hand, hand. Yeah, no. Uh, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, again, check out HammerdownRacingReport.com. Call the Hammerdown Hotline four one nine three one eight three zero eight one. Send me a message on Facebook. Whatever, it all works. Thanks uh, again to this week's guest, Craig Mintz, uh, Jamie Miller. We'll try and catch up with you uh, another time. Uh, next week, as we mentioned, we're going to have our Sandusky Speedway Champions. That'll be our final champion show of the uh, season. And uh, we'll have a hangover race preview with Chris Mize. And then uh, moving into next year, uh, we'll have uh, take some of those the feedback that we've got and uh, implement that. Yeah, and we've things, uh, got a couple of guest suggestions that uh, we're working on. I, yeah. I think and it's going to be exciting winter. One of the things I forgot was... Uh, one of the su- suggestions was to put the the how many question in a in text on the screen there. Oh. I forgot to put that up. I typed it in. I just forgot to put oh. it there. Well, okay. So there it is again. Uh, how many total goals will be scored in the FIFA World Cup final Sunday morning? Something we know nothing about. So uh, free pizza from Big D's. If uh, you can guess correctly, just put that guess in our Facebook live comments or uh, the YouTube comments. If you're listening to us on the podcast, you can pull that up as soon as you're done listening to us, uh, which will be momentarily if you've made it this far. Yeah. And uh, do that. We'll see you back here next Thursday, 7 o'clock, last show of the year. Man, it doesn't seem possible. It's crazy. We're out. Take care. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.